Now we turn back to the wording of the provision. If we look at section 17, it says that freedom of assembly must be peaceful and must be unarmed. So the next question that arises is what is meant by peaceful and what is meant by unarmed? So I want you to imagine that we're sitting in the lecture room and I point to one half of the lecture room and I say, they're involved in a protest, but they don't get violent. And I point to the left side of the lecture room and I say, they are involved in the same protest, but they get violent, right? So who can claim the right to protest? Does the right-hand side of the lecture theater, by virtue of having been involved in a march where even though they were not violent, violence erupted and all of a sudden they're not protected by Section 17 because they weren't involved in a peaceful march, they were involved in an, in an unlawful, violent march, right? And we know that the left side of the classroom will not, or of the lecture theatre, will not be protected under Section 17 because they were not protesting peacefully and unarmed. So the question becomes, what happens to the other side of the lecture theatre? What happens to those students who were protesting peacefully but who managed to get caught up in a march that was violent? And what the Constitutional Court says is that the right to protest is a right that entitles the holder to protest. It belongs to the holder of the right. And that the holder of that right only loses protection under Section 17. They can no longer claim that they were exercising their rights under Section 17 when they no longer have the intention to act peacefully. So when the group who didn't act uh, violently suddenly have the intention to act violently, as soon as they have the intention to act violently, they are no longer protected by Section 17. Now, I'm not going to get into a long list of case law around what constitutes violence for purposes of Section 17. There's the decision around the reference list and the accusations of rape uh, in the Rhodes uh, University. There's an instance referred to as Shackville at the UCT University where students were protesting against costly fees and the cost of residence for mostly black students. Uh, you can go and have a read. I did a bit of a write-up there for you. We don't need to go and look at the actual judgments. You can just read the write-up that I did for you in the study guide. Okay, moving on, we've now discovered what is meant by peaceful. Peaceful is that the right rests with the holder of the right. As long as the holder's intention is to remain peaceful, the holder is protected by Section 17. If the holder has the intention to be violent, then the holder no longer has the protection of Section 17. But now what is meant by unarmed? So there's nothing in our law that refers to what is meant by unarmed like we have when it comes to peaceful and unpeaceful marches. So what we do know is that we can have a look at foreign law because our courts under the Constitution may consider foreign law to help them understand what is meant by unarmed under our Section 17. And the interesting thing when you look at Germany and German laws is that the use of protective shields, so if you were to use um, some kind of uh, board that would prevent the police from coming in and um, dismantling the protest and dispersing people if they need to disperse people because the protest has become violent. If you use any kind of shield while protesting, or even if you use a mask while protesting, in Germany, using that shield or using that mask 
would count as being armed because of the level of aggression that comes with it. So I myself, when I thought about a mask and how can a mask constitute a level of aggression, um, I then went to go and look for some kind of idea as to how that would come about. And if you have a look at section, sorry, if you have a look at slide 15, you'll see a image of the march of the Ku Klux Klan. And I mean, it sends shivers down my spine just seeing that. And you can feel that sense of doom and you can feel that sense of aggression. So that is what they mean in German law when they say even a mask can potentially constitute arms for purposes of of a march or even when you wear some kind of protective shield that would constitute arms for purposes of a march because that shows an intention to get violent okay so that is what you need to know that section 17 says that you cannot march in a manner that is where violence set up which is not peaceful and you cannot march where you are possessed with arms you cannot have shields uh Potentially, you cannot have masks. So under our regulation of gatherings, that you already can't have masks, but that is more to prevent uh, the police from being able to identify you if some kind of violence breaks out. So under the Regulation of Gatherings Act, which is the law in South Africa that regulates protests under the South African law, under that act, you're not allowed to have masks, wear masks to disguise your facial features. And the Regulation of Gatherings Act also says that you're not allowed to wear firearms but it goes beyond this and it says that you're not allowed to have firearms to, or to have objects that resemble firearms. So if you're in the midst of a march and a whole lot of you are carrying toy guns or you're carrying toy guns, that could constitute arms for purposes of Section 17. And by virtue of carrying those toy guns, you are no longer protected by Section 17 because you're no longer marching unarmed, right? Because that can be mistaken for a dangerous weapon.